Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. And today we are presenting part two, the exciting conclusion of the interview with Lindsay Kilchesty at the Bridge Players of Burlington. If you missed our first part, go back and listen to it now, or you'll have no idea what's going on. You'll be totally lost. Millennium spoiler alerts. Oh, absolutely. And now, here's part two. Enjoy. So, uh, I was looking out on the website, and I noticed there's a lot of stuff about uh, accessibility here, which seemed really interesting. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we... um pride ourselves on being one of the most ADA accessible theaters within this area. Uh, As you guys saw coming in, we do have the handicap ramps and um, along those lines, we do preferred seating for those. We will do guided set tours for the blind low vision. They will walk up on stage with the director, get to feel around the set, kind of get an idea of what it looks like as they're, mm-hmm, right. they're feeling and walking around. I thought that was really interesting. We do program by audio where all of the actors in the show will record their bio so that as they're reading their bios, you're getting an idea of who's speaking up on stage. Right, right. So you're identifying character names with the voices. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. We have assistive listening devices so that people that have trouble hearing can hear better during the shows. We also provide a sign interpretive performance once every show. Okay, Mm -hmm. so out of the whole run, you'll have one One, particular night that, okay. Yes. Yeah, and that's always fun, especially Mm -hmm. um, depending on the show. (laughs) (laughs) But we work with different How does teams. it work with musicals? <laughs> they come in and they learn the songs. Wow. And they will sign the songs as they're <laughs> doing it. They come to the rehearsals as well so that they can get an idea of what the actors are going to be doing and saying. And Because they're also very visually expressive with their faces. And they mm-hmm. want to yeah. be able to get across the points that are, are being made. And, um, yeah, I imagine you can't do that on the fly. No. <laughs> a couple years back, uh, we did 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, and I don't know if you're familiar with that show at all. I, I have seen it. Okay. So you're familiar with Chip's Lament. Probably. His little, this doesn't ring his, a bell, his, He's got a little issue in the middle of the show and starts singing a song about his unfortunate erection. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you that. learn really fast exactly what the sign for that is. And I feel, <laughs> oh, my. And, and, and they, uh, go ahead and Google the lyrics. That word is in there a lot. Yeah. And it is just the whole wow. time. And <laughs> the gentleman that was signing it is keeping a straight face. He was an absolute champ. The woman that was next to him, she lost it. <laughs> she could not head down laughing the whole time. I don't think anybody could keep a straight face during that performance. <laughs> yeah. But for the people that needed it, yeah, I, I mean, they, they no understood. Other way to get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that still counts under the clean lyrics uh, moniker for iTunes, so we could keep that. Yeah, I think <laughs> we had to bleep out something else in another episode that yeah. was that topical. Ha- that happened to me in one of my performances. But oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was unpleasant. But is there anything else we want Yeah, to I guess in general, I just wanted to ask Lindsay, do you have any other stories of personal experiences of productions that you were involved with that are particularly memorable to you that you wanted to share? I've been involved in, in quite a few shows here. I've only acted in two performances with Bridge Players, and this is the first time that I've ever gotten to do any backstage. I stage managed uh, numerous shows, and there's always something that inevitably goes wrong backstage. And, yeah. Uh, learning how to make crash noises and everything so that you're not actually injuring your cast members. <laughs> always a bonus. <laughs> And um, I, I got to run the lights and sound 
board for Spelling Bee, which is not my wheelhouse at all, but I was assistant director for that, and that was where they stationed me. Mm-hmm. It was it was neat to learn. I don't know that I'm going to be rushing back there anytime soon. Mm. Were you running? You were running both sound and lights. Well, just hitting the light cues on the okay. the computer. I wasn't actually running the lights. No, mm. we, we we have very skilled gentlemen who do that. Because, but we were having a problem at the time with the DMX cable, I believe it's called, uh-huh. and the lights would just suddenly go out in the middle of the show. Oh, Wonderful. <laughs> yes. So then you see this tiny little four foot eleven person come storming out of the booth in the back and running all the way to the back of the stage, and <laughs> oh. it just and that that show we actually performed on the floor. We performed it in the round. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. we had the audience on the floor, the stage on the floor. We had the pit up on the stage behind you, and just watching somebody run around to try and figure out what's wrong with the lights and them not actually knowing what was wrong with the lights. I think that was. So yeah. so for different productions, you'll is it typical that you'll configure the space differently? Uh, we very rarely do anything on the floor. Oh, okay. I think so that was up on that, stage. Yeah, we're typically up on stage. And I think from here on out, because it's easier to light given yeah, the sure. space, it'll probably only be on stage from now on. And the stage is pretty deep itself. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a good space. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, is the audience raked at all? Do you put up uh, bleachers for them, or is it all no, just flat on the floor? No, it's all flat on the okay. floor. Um, we did, thankfully, get the new chairs that you guys are sitting in. We had... These are padded, thank goodness. They're comfy. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had other ones that are in the far, far back that we mm-hmm. use when we don't have anything particularly fancy going on that aren't as comfortable. And we used to have the Bridge Players logoed pads on them mm-hmm. that, you know, after seven or eight people sit on them, they blow out. Ah. <laughs> you know, like the stadium seats. So we had those yeah. for a while. And we're, we've been grateful enough to get a lot of funding and... Um, donations and stuff like that so we've been able to make the necessary upgrades to try and keep up with with some of the local places who do have a permanent home who do sure. have a proper theater space yeah i mean there's uh, you know as we've been discussing there are so many spaces around that it's it's hard uh particularly if you're close to other theaters to to i mean it's not a competition really you're you're fighting for some of the same talent i suppose but you're not the theaters i find in this area do try to help each other out Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the time, I think. Yeah. Especially in situations, I don't know if you've encountered this, Lindsay, with uh, if you're about to put on a production and you happen to find out an, uh, another theater nearby has done it and maybe they have things you can borrow, mm-hmm. set pieces, props, those we, kinds we've, of things. We have absolutely done that, actually, last season with my show. Uh, Burlington County Footlighters was closing City of Angels, I believe it was, and they had a fake... Glenn was in that. Yes, I you were in that. <laughs> not that production, not that pro- but, oh, but another, in that show. That okay. He's done that show before. Yeah. Well, they had a faux baby grand piano, and my okay. show called for a baby grand piano. And rather than getting a real piano and sticking it up on stage, which would have cost entirely too much, and sure. my budget would have been astronomical <laughs> for a little no-name show, we said, hey, can we borrow this? Nobody knew that it wasn't a real piano. And mm-hmm. That, I am wondering, I know we built one at Barley Sheaf. A while ago, and I don't, and I know we were trying to give it to somebody else. Maybe, and they, I wonder if that was the uh, the same they, one. They it was it like a baby, there. baby grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been because <laughs> it looked really good when they had finished it. I had a similar scenario. I was uh, directing a show called Red Herring at a, play, a theater skip back Playcrafters, and I happen to know that there uh, another theater, Footlighters, based in Berwyn, had done it fairly recently, maybe a year or two before that. And one of the scenes calls for a confessional. Uh, so we were able to borrow the one that they had built for their production. Still have it because Barley Sheaf's doing that next season. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, now they know where to borrow it from. Yeah. <laughs> so we might have something similar left over from Sister Act. Oh, well, so not even the same show, but, you know. Yeah, there, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting how many shows do share 
pieces and props. Mm-hmm. Or costumes, even. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Costumes are always a big, when you're trying to find certain pieces, I think, specialty pieces, stuff yeah. like nuns' Period costumes, pieces, um, bellhop costumes. We had to have our jackets custom made mm-hmm. for Sweet Surrender last season because a bellhop's not something that you commonly have around, and we had two of them. No, not these days. <laughs> What are uh, maybe some past shows that you would say were real big highlights of the history of the theater? I believe they said that last season's Jesus Christ Superstar was our largest grossing season uh, show, biggest audience and everything, and they just topped out Joseph. So mm-hmm. they seem to be you know, popular types of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the musicals really are, are very notable. They're very memorable. Uh, but that's not to say that the, the smaller shows, that the non-musical shows are any less important. Um, one like bittersweet note, I think, for especially any of the kids that we had that would do the holiday show, they're going to miss not being able to do it because obviously, Annie, we need a little more girls than we do boys. So right. we're going to kind of be cutting out the, the boys that we've always used. But I know the last several seasons that we've had shows and the kids that have been in the shows, when closing night rolls around, you have a mob of sobbing kids in the green room Mm. because they've had so much fun and they've learned so much and they've become just as much a part of the family as everybody else has. And they don't want to leave. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, just seeing that and knowing that that passion is going to live on through those kids is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It's the next generation of theater people. Now, I'm getting like all misty, especially, you know, because my kids, there's not a shot that my daughter's ever going to get up on stage. Well, no, the little one probably, but not, <laughs> not the older one. Never say never. You never know what's going to She just really. did her first dance recital, and mm. I was, she stayed on stage the whole time, and that was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the two-year-old, she will put on a show for you in five seconds. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> I think any two-year-old will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she has no fear. Yeah. So I guess it's, you know, not necessarily the size of the show that makes it a spectacle. So I guess kind of what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the larger shows, they can look one way on the outside, but you might not have made as many memories because you're doing so much. You're mm-hmm. doing the choreography, you're doing the music, you're doing the blocking, and you're trying to get it all through, and you're trying right. to remember it all. And then maybe you've missed the moments in the downtime that you probably would have had with a smaller show. Yeah. You know, and, and not to say that it can't be but yeah i think there's more opportunity in a smaller show to make more connections between the cast and the crew and such yeah Yeah. do you have a lot of people say they get involved with show here and they keep coming back show after show a lot we do have a healthy pool of the same members that Mm -hmm. are here they're you know you know them as being oh they're bridge players you know uh that's kind of you probably see it around in your area as well Definitely. But somebody will throw out a name. Oh, yeah, they do a lot with, with this one. Oh, they do a lot with that. And then there are people that are known for being just bridge players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done one show outside of bridge players since I've joined. Not to, to say that I wouldn't go elsewhere, but I just I haven't. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think I know it's been this way with, with Jim and I where we just kind of get, you, you get a home base. Mm-hmm. And you, every once in a while you might look outside that and go, oh, there's a show I'm really interested in. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's something to be stead, said for uh, – sticking in one area because you come become comfortable with the space the physical space you become comfortable with the people that are involved there more but as long as i think you have that openness to bring in new members and and people working on your shows and have that openness to look elsewhere yourself if you're not getting what you need at your home base yeah we love meeting new people we love bringing in new faces we love learning about what they do outside of here and 
uh, what they can bring that we don't already have. And that's, mm -hmm. that's always, I haven't gone elsewhere because I'm not comfortable yet. And right. that's, I've been here for six years and I'm still not comfortable. I actually remember getting ready to walk out of the door to audition for guys and dolls about five years ago. And I walked right back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> I did not actually make it out to auditions. I came out and I saw the show and sat in the audience. But I psyched myself out. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you really, you have to put yourself out there to do that. And I, I think rejection is part of the game where oh, yeah. there's no way you're going to get into everything you audition for. But if you don't audition, you'll never know. Oh, yeah. I was also, I had just joined the group. I had just joined the, the group and gotten back into theater as a mm -hmm. whole. So, you know, I still don't feel like I have my acting feet back under me yet. Yeah. But I have a good grasp on the the rest of everything else. Mm -hmm. So maybe one day. <laughs> well, the fact, too, that you said that you're local. And I think this probably, I'm guessing this is true, that this kind of gives you more of a stronger connection to this, this group. Believe it or say. not, there are very few of us that are directly from the area. There are some of us that are from the Burlington County area, but we do see a lot of people that are coming from further away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get to meet a lot of more people. And um, we have quite a few people that actually come from the Philadelphia area as well. So it's nice to not, I think I stick here because it's easier for me to get home to the kids if, God forbid, one of them does something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a consideration, too. It yeah, is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not always easy to, especially when you're in the middle of production, it becomes a very big time commitment, and it's not always easy to work that into your life all the time. So having a, a, a way, an, a venue, an avenue to do it, here where you can work it into other aspects of your life is important. It does. It helps out actually, um, especially with, with doing all of the marketing because I do most of the photography for the company at this point. It mm -hmm. wasn't always that way, but I do now. <laughs> so if I need to come up here for anything to quick take photos, you know, like, okay, I can put the kids to bed and I can be right there. I'm five minutes away from the theater. Right. So <laughs> that definitely yeah. makes a difference. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, you guys need me now. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll pop right up. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit more about the since you mentioned director of marketing, what, what are the uh, uh, tasks and roles uh, associated with getting the word out there? <laughs> so we've, we've seen a shift in the recent years that um, not everybody is looking into their mailboxes for the, the postcards. I mean, we still make the postcards. I design them. I make them myself. I get them printed, and we mail them to our now 81 people on our mailing list. We purged down from over 300 people hmm. to 81. And... Um, we're, we're shifting more towards everything being digital and online and on social media. And, right. you know, I mean, we still have our press contacts. I have a contact with the local area paper who does just strictly the riverfront towns. That's called the Beverly Bee. We have the Burlington County Times. There's a young lady there that takes really good care of us and will run stories on our shows. And then it's just a matter of getting out there, especially on Facebook. We've noticed that there are a lot of groups like group yes. pages yep. and you post your auditions there yep. and that's how most people are. Oh yeah. I saw you on Facebook. And it's just the way that things are going and it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've got all these different outlets and you have to f figure out, you know, between Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and our Instagram is so neglected. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that I have it. Yeah. I think a lot of theaters are like that. I know, uh, you know, I, I'm always going back to Barley Sheaf and I should probably stop apologizing for that. But uh, yeah, they only recently got somebody to do that uh, after a number of years, they weren't even on there at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's in some sense, it's easy because all you're doing is posting pictures, but at the same time you have to have, there's gotta be somebody to take those pictures, yes. decide what goes up there. And is it of shows? Is it of, yeah. It yeah, last, and there's a challenge. The last show of last season where 
I, I finally was just like, all right, we need to do something with Instagram. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. I changed the password, show specific, and gave it to one of the cast members. And I said, mm-hmm. here, take your phone, run around rehearsal, and post everything in the story. Yeah. Just go nuts. So we had a cast member take over. And it was hugely popular, actually. Yeah, it's a great way to do was that. was seeing it from a non-curated perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I try not to make anybody look like a fool. <laughs> it happens. I don't intentionally do it. <laughs> But <laughs> it was just, you know, a different viewpoint. They were seeing things from backstage and they were seeing things from the green room and stuff that I wouldn't necessarily be able to come in here and do. Uh, whereas Facebook, we do the Facebook Lives. During the musical, they will give us one musical number and we will post that. We give people the option to ask questions. They mm-hmm. never do. <laughs> but we do tell them, you know, if you're here, say hi, ask mm-hmm. questions. I will, I will get down off of whatever I'm standing on because it's usually a table. And I will find somebody to answer the question for you. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, you kind of everything. Everybody wants something a little more interactive. Mm. It it makes us more human than we already are. Yeah, I, I think that's. I mean, people are looking for that humanity and that that connection that you know a, a mailing isn't going to give you. It's one mm-hmm. way. Whereas the Facebook and and that kind of stuff is it's an interaction and they can ask questions or yeah. Know. Yeah, and just especially, I think, for maybe for people who maybe follow the community theater scene in a little bit broader sense, maybe they're not just focused on one theater. It can just be kind of hard to keep up with multiple theater activities. So having yeah. those kinds of venues can help that, I think. Yeah. And with 30 or 40 theaters out there, 20 or 30 or whatever, <laughs> it, is, it, is. I think it keeps going up. Yeah. It, it's hard to keep track of everything, especially like, you know, the closer you are to the center of all of this, which is, I guess, Philly. More or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the more you have access to do they still have a Stage Magazine? Or did yes, that Stage Magazine is still around. Okay. I thought they had switched to a website. They are a website, yeah. okay. but they're yeah. still it's called no Stage Magazine. Physical yeah, because yeah. that used to be kind of the go-to for particularly audition notices. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're... I mean, I, I'm sure they are still there as a central source, but I don't know if everybody knows how to get to it anymore. I don't think I do. <laughs> That's yeah. why I asked. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. They, they are a website format. And we, I don't think it's has the popularity that it wants yeah. to do. Well, it's not the only game in town anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the with thing. all the social media that's yeah, come up media. since then. With, mm-hmm. with Facebook, it's free. Facebook yeah. is You can pay, yeah. but you don't have to. You can get, you know, enough views mm-hmm. and enough people, like enough of a reach, and then not have to pay for it. And I think that's also where people are looking. Yeah, I think, you know, Facebook makes a lot of sense because, like, as you say, you can pay, you can bump stuff up. And I know, like, uh, Barley Sheaf does that with... Uh, I uh, do videos for them and season videos and show videos and they'll pay to just get those bumped uh, before a show opens and they, they have seen a return on that. So it's good to have multiple outlets and multiple ways to do things, but that the Facebook page for the theater itself is probably the, the best way to find out about any individual theater. The trick is finding out about a lot of them at once. There's not really necessarily as good a source as there once was. Yeah, and... You won't find many of us sharing one another because mm-hmm. it is not a competition and it's right. not, but at the same time, you're kind of looking out for number one because it is right. Well, it is a tough business to be in. It, it is. And I mean, you want, everybody wants all the theaters to, to, to survive, but generally if you're involved most with one, you're going to favor that one to survive over yeah. another and you're all sharing talent and that kind of thing. Yeah. I have seen some cross promotion in programs. Like, uh, some theaters will have, like, an alliance with, like, three or four other area theaters where they'll list their seasons in all of their programs. Yeah. So I know that occurs. I think 
Barley Sheaf, the Barn, I think the barn Forge. I've seen that, yeah. Trying to, I, I know those three, and there might be others that are in this in a group where they do that. Using that word too, that that makes it sound just as tough as it is. You know, yeah. saying that there's an alliance, right? <laughs> it really does kind of emphasize how how tough it yeah, is. Yeah, but you just don't want to you you don't want to be the one voted off the island. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are several theaters in the area, the Grand and Burlington County Footlighters, where they have a, a proper theater space. They have right. the proper fold-down seats that are graded, and mm-hmm. it is an actual theater versus what we have, and it might not look on the outside the same or as good but and, and this is completely biased sounding but we pull off very quality theatrical productions here for what we have we work within our means right and we have yet to have somebody disappointed yeah i don't think the space really dictates and especially from the uh, standpoint of the audience because uh you know most of the theaters that jim and i work in don't have that permanent audience space well doesn't uh does hatboro have the permanent seating Yes. Okay. So they actually so that upgraded their city a couple years ago. And stage, uh, uh, excuse me, Playcrafters does. Barn doesn't. Barn doesn't. Forge doesn't. Right. Barley Sheaf doesn't. They all put out seats. And then, like, the other one that I've worked at, uh, Stagecrafters in uh, Chestnut Hill, when you go into that audience space, it's beautiful. they got, like, these brand-new bathrooms, and it's all this permanent fold-down seating, and everything from an audience perspective seems very professional. But when you go backstage, there's no green room. There are dressing rooms that are like upstairs. There are these tiny little things. There's absolutely no backstage space. If as an actor you need a bathroom, there's like a closet with a toilet in it. <laughs> it it's from, from the actor standpoint, it's not great. But from but they know that the people that are going in there and paying the money are the audience. So that's that's where they're putting their money. Yeah. But that doesn't equate to a better show. It doesn't equate to better space for the actors. I mean, looking here... You know, we've got the stage behind us here, and it looks like a really good space. And yeah, then, it's know. a. I mean, the curtain's closed right now, but the 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 section in front of the curtain even is very large. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice proscenium stage. Oh yeah, and the um, underneath the stage is a lot of our storage, and mm-hmm. you can pull uh-huh. out drawers and everything in front of house and construction equipment is all down there. And, and you've got wood. a you got a PA system I see set up. Yes. Yeah, so everything from that stage perspective looks better than a lot of things I've seen. And then, you know, you turn around and look at the audience, and yes, there's basketball hoops and lines on the ground, and it's, and it's a, a But they're not going to be looking at that, Glenn. No, they're not going to be. That's, that's, that's my point, <laughs> well, is you're going to be looking at the stage. If they're looking around and they're saying, okay, I'm sat in a gymnasium, then we as a theater company and actors on stage, we're not doing our job because right. we're yep. not suspending the reality enough. We're not keeping their attention. We've made so. that comment about if audience members are... Maybe we, if actors are questioning their shoes to the yeah. director, it's well, if they're looking at your feet, then you're doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose unless you're tap dancing or something like that, they might be looking at your feet. But as a general rule, shiny yeah. shoes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you got a great space to. Yeah, to, there's to there's actually here. there's plenty of room back yeah. there. Um, some uh, some theaters we've worked at and been to, you'd be lucky that you'd have a stage that's half the size of just the portion that's in front of the curtain. Yeah. Oh, really. Seriously. Yeah. Barley Sheaf has a pole in the middle of their stage. So yep, you just you, you, you have work to work with around what you've it. Got. Yeah, you work around it. You end up. Is it like in. a support pole? It's like a yes. support pole, and they've looked into having it removed, and it's just I think tens of thousands of dollars. They'd oh have to like goodness. put I beams up in the roof and everything. So I mean, there's actually poles all through the center of the theater. So you just got to figure out how to make it part of the set. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. he's he's done I, that I, rather creatively. It, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> we've we've got an episode on set design set design coming up. I'm probably. sure I'll discuss it in that. So I think we might have. Two episodes worth. I think of we shows easily here. have oh, so uh, two sorry. episodes worth. Of material. <laughs> no, no, this don't, is don't wonderful. That's, that's good. That, that's that's less work for us. So okay. we're happy. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, we were entire, uh, totally open to this 
turning into a multi-episode discussion. So yeah. this is good. Yeah, no, that's that's what we had. And planned we and we wanted to make this kind of you know an opportunity to allow you to just you know promote the theater, but also kind of get into some of the yeah, we wanted details to, of your experiences, of your experiences. With theater. We wanted to hear about your stories and about the theater stories, and I think we've got a, a, a good amount of that. And yep. and so if they want to know more about I, I I'm looking again at the brochure here. They can find you on Facebook at the Bridge Players. And we're on Twitter at Bridge Players, and we're on Instagram at Bridge Players Theater Co. We also have our website, www.bridgeplayerstheater.com, which is actually, within the last two weeks, has been completely redone. So I don't know how recently you've looked at our website. I think it's within the last two weeks. Okay, so then you got to see the new one, which yeah. is good. <laughs> they completely redid our website, and yeah, it's, it's got a more dynamic visual to it. So, And we'll throw a link up to that on our website when we post this, uh, these episodes. And you can find us at uh, backstage.link. I had to stop and think for a second. And on Facebook. Him. And on Facebook. You have to just search for the backstage show. Look for the blue uh, logo with the microphone. Yeah, which maybe Vintage will change because apparently it shouldn't have a microphone. Cause... <laughs> we talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in um, to these last two episodes. We'll probably have to record some sort of intro or outro we'll handle that and thank you very much Lindsay, for joining us yes, today we really you. appreciate you reaching out to us and spending the time to talk to us thank you for coming here and, and suffering in the heat and learning about our group our really pleasure. was not a problem at all you're very welcome <laughs> yeah so until so, next time i'm glenn and i'm jim see you next time all right so we don't have a pop filter that means i can't i can't say any words with peas in them I don't think you're close enough to the mic where that's really going to be a problem. What if I came in that close? If you were that close, okay. it might be a problem, but if you're... <laughs> so you would prefer that I not... <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Actor's nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Devo. Oh, sorry. Anyway... <laughs> I can probably filter it out to some extent later, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but it's not it's not consistent, so that's no. gonna be hard to filter out. Um, EQ. All right, Mr. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs>